You've seen their TV shows. You've watched their webcasts. Now, the boys invite you to Poker in the Ears. Hello, my babies, and welcome to Poker in the Ears. I am Uncle Daddy Joe Stapleton. He is my work wife, James Hardigan. Who has succumbed to the lurgy at the worst possible time. No, not not in time for our threesome. I know, right? The week when I was looking forward to playing some poker, talking about some poker, hanging out with friends of Lexington Veldhouse, and I'm coughing and spluttering all over the shop. Well... James is uh, not feeling well, which means I may have to pay more attention to the human being that my work wife and I have invited into our podcast bed. Hello, Lex Veldhaus. Hey, what's up, Joe? How are you doing? Dude, I am so excited about this. It's not often I get to see someone outside the marriage. Coming up on today's show, <laughs> we are on location. Well, James is at least. I am still in my house. James is on location at Lex Live 2 at Asper's Casino in London. So it's kind of like this show is Lex live, uh, not live. Lex Lex in the, I don't know. James, what can we expect? Uh, I can confirm that this is Lex Live 2. There was a Lex Live 1. If it escaped your attention, it's probably because it took place in Belgium. Uh, There is plenty going on here. There is poker. There is drinking. Um, There are other activities. According to a WhatsApp chat that I'm involved in, Lex, we're all going to see the jokes on uh, Friday morning. Is that is that a new movie that you're looking forward to seeing? I guess this is the official announcement. So thank you for uh, for taking the time and uh, a moment to uh, to break the news to the people. Bre- breaking news that we're going to see the jokes. Well, uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to get it done. Let's say because I don't. It's it's 95% sure, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we're trying to make that happen. Okay. Well, Lex is going to be with us for the entire show. He is our co-host for the day, Joe. As this is. Poker in the Ears from Lex Live 2 at Asper's Casino in London, not live. I see you've dropped the entire threesome analogy. That's fine. Also coming up on the show today, I played a lot of poker this past weekend, more than in a very long time. I'll be telling you guys all about those VR Poker Street. I can't believe I said I even wrote Poker Street. Forget that. Uh, Specifically, uh, 4th Street and 5th Street, hey-oh, where I got to introduce a whole new kind of poker uh, to myself. And it is, and I cannot stress this enough, really fucking fun, James. Uh, While I speak about that, that'll be a quick break from the Lex so we can get back to the Lex with Superfan versus Stapes this week, it is Sana Bombeck. She's kind of like, kind of yeah. saying that's close. I mean, for an American, okay. I think that's, we'll, we'll take it, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. S- Sani Bombeck is challenging me <laughs> to trivia based on everyone's favorite Dutch streamer. No, not Jasper Van Putten, though I hear he is very good. We are talking about Lex Veldhaus. We are. Uh, Lex... Please talk to us. Give us a breakdown about Lex Live. What's this all about? Um, I would say it's like it's it's all about community. You know, like we have conversations with people where they say, "Oh, you know, how many runners do you expect for the main event?" And for most of those questions, I'm like, I don't know, you know, but I know that approximately like hundred community members are going to be here. So it's more of like a community gathering where people also play poker because kind of that's what you know connects us all. Um, and there's activities outside of poker, and there's pop-up sit-and-goes where people, you know, get to break the ice, talk to each other, hang out, uh, get used to live poker a little bit. So it's it really is like sort of a Twitch poker con, I would say, in that sense, because there's a lot of streamers here and, uh, you know, chance for people to meet all the other streamers and 
it's just about hanging out really like getting uh, getting to put some faces to all the nicknames and I'm guessing it's kind of a mixed reaction on the one hand it must be a wonderful ego boost to have an event that's named after yourself but equally really fucking weird yeah it's it's always a little bit weird um you know the first one in the moor i walked around and they, they had like a, a cardboard cutout and i was standing in, in jungle leaves it was like lex in the jungle or something i don't know i don't know what the theme was but it was definitely different but uh yeah it's uh it's always weird but it's you know it also makes me uh makes me very proud and um yeah i mean it's it's all from the Twitch channel. That one's called Lex Two. So in in a sense, it it just feels like it's a uh, uh, kind of a mirror, but then live. Cool. I mean, at least they 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 call it Run It Up and not you know the Somerville series. I can't believe you named it after yourself. It's like you could yeah, nothing clever, just just Lex Live. Yeah, I was like fuck that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest about what it is. Yeah, exactly. Um, Lex, this is usually the point of the show where we talk about TV and movies and shit like that. I've, I guess you don't watch anything anymore. Could you possibly with all the streaming you do? Oh, man, this is weird. Okay, so um, I've been diving pretty deep and watching anime. So uh, I've, I've been watching. Uh, I've, been, I've asked my stream, like, what is the most fucked up weird anime that you can think of? And I'm not looking for, you know, like, like really, like where, where, where the police gets interested in what you're exactly doing, you know? But I'm, I'm talking about... Uh, <laughs> I mean, like the the just the stories because I watched Castlevania on Netflix. I really like that, so I asked my stream, and now I'm watching uh, uh, Attack on Titan, and I'm really deep into it because it's fun. So yeah, people have said Attack on Titan. I've asked the same question to people recently, and the, the, a lot of people come back with that. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good one because it's like uh, it, it's high pace. Um, it, you know, it, it, I don't know Japanese storylines are always so intense. You know, it's uh, so so that's pretty cool. And a lot of the other anime I don't like where it's like too happy and it's just like it's kind of bland in a way too if it's too happy for me or something. So, but this one's good. So, what anime series are you watching at the moment, Joe? Uh, I still have never seen anime in my entire life, but I can't imagine any anime being more wild and out there than Succession, which I did finally start season two of. And I'm almost I watched, I think, five or six episodes in a day. My girlfriend's out of town. She saw that VR helmet show up and she was like, (laughs) I'm fucking out of here. Oh, a quick coda to last week's show. You know, we were talking about the fact that you spent a lot of money on a PC and an Oculus Rift and all that jazz. I'm assuming that you've got like one of those hyped up super gaming PCs, right? That costs several thousand dollars. Uh huh. I can confirm that it is possible to stream with an Oculus Quest, which costs a grand total of four hundred dollars. Well, that's a little annoying, but also part of the plan is that me and Ma- Spraggy and maybe this guy over here, Lex, now I can stream PC games with these guys. Yeah, I really like that. Uh, I don't know how much of Overcooked I'm going to be playing with you guys. Um, that's, uh, yeah, that, yeah. I mean. Wow, shots fired. Two, two grown men playing a cartoon cooking game. I'm sorry. All right. Well, the good news, Lex, is now that I have a PC, I can play pretty much any game in the entire world. So uh, I've no one's recommended me anything yet. What do you and Spraggy play? Uh, we play Dota. Man, I will say, though, if you start playing Dota with Spraggy and me, everything that is good and nice in your body will leave, and you'll become toxic scum like both of us. <laughs> Man, oh, we, wow. Oh. I don't know. It's, not, it's rare that I'm a part of the group of uh, people where I'm the least toxic to start oh, off me. with. Yeah, Maybe me. I don't want to mess with that. Uh, this is also the point of the show where I brag about uh, famous people following me on Twitter. What the fuck? Turns out this week, James, yep. that I've, I'm being followed by the head writer for The Daily Show. 
Okay. Do you think there might be a job in the offing? I think that he might be ripping me off, honestly. Like, you know, my really good tweets, he could be, you know, like when I correct people's grammar and shit like that, he's probably ripping that off and putting it on The Daily Show. I mean, when it comes to comedy, you know, you've got your Twitter feed and The Daily Show. They're almost on the same level. I mean, it's a race, isn't it? The Daily Show versus versus Moray Monday. I mean, yeah, I know which I know which one is likely to be stealing from whom. I'm glad you recognize that. And apparently, James, apparently I'm online dating again. Are you? Well, my friend Megan, who lives in Chicago, was swiping on an app called Bumble and came across a fellow named Keith, who's 35 years old and is using my headshot. No. My picture. Like, not a guy who looks like me, my wow. actual photo. But, and I have so many questions, James. Uh, first of all, why would someone do this in general, obviously? Second of all, why me? Is it because I'm, like, believably attractive? I have a theory. Is it because- I have a theory. They yeah. wanted a picture of Bradley Cooper, and they got confused. They Googled it and got confused. Yeah, yes. I don't know. So many questions, like... Why, if you're going to lie about who you are, why not pick someone hot? I mean, that <laughs> is a very good point. Also, they're going to be found out really quickly because they're claiming to be 35. I've seen your headshot and you don't look a day under 43. <laughs> so anyway, online dating again, that's going well. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, dude, I, I, I played some VR poker this, this weekend. Yeah, because we had I, like the, what's it, the the VR poker tour ran like Friday through Sunday. I'm assuming like so because you were kicking things off here at Aspers, you weren't able to take part in any of this stuff. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So Joe was there for you. It's a, a worthy substitute. Yeah, they must have been very happy with that. <laughs> wow, that didn't, even, it, that didn't even sound like he was trying to sound authentic. <laughs> Yeah, he basically put a little bit of effort into his answer about whether he'd play PC games with you and Spraggy, but now that's it. That's yeah. that's, that's he's done now with with Faking no more. Uh, Moneymaker did play at least one of the events, but uh, James, I know you've played it before. Yeah. Uh, but from the very second you are in the lobby, it is incredibly surreal and cool. I mean, they've got a poster on the wall for VRPT, and it looks like one of our posters. It's all realistic but not i don't know how to describe it um we'll get into more of that in a second well one thing one thing that was really weird in vr for me like i used to smoke uh i would say like 10 years ago i quit and in vr we're playing we're playing a home game there and uh at a certain point you know you can buy the items on your watch yeah and i bought a cigarette put it in my mouth so you see it sticking out and then you can grab a lighter and you can kind of flick it so it opens you light it i took a drag and I removed my hand and I got dizzy. It's this pure So connection. the kind of psychosomatic connection yeah, of those actions. That really freaked me out. I was like, wow, that, that is just, your brain really thinks you're smoking right now. And it just gives you the reaction you would normally have. See, I don't know if that's really cool or really disturbing. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It is. I mean, it is. Uh, I'll say this. It is like uh, a strange feeling when it happens um, to me. Not only is it cool that you can do that, like mimic these things, you know, they've they've got all these weapons and toys and games and a lot of like little hidden Easter eggs in there. I think that not only is it cool that those things exist, but that the people there, they like I'm messing around with it for the novelty of it. Right. I'm like, oh, what's this do? What's that do? The people who are playing are like doing it because it's like part of fitting in. Like they're actually sharing beers with each other. Like oh, as right. a, 
a token of like, hey, let's have a drink together. And it's like not really so much about the novelty of it as like really just sort of living in this world. And I found the whole uh, community to be really cool. Like it's like a home game. Uh, everybody knows each other. Hey, where's such and such today? They're usually here. Um, it really did like feel like going to a poker club. So am I right in thinking that you can like, when you're buying stuff, you can like throw stuff at people, right? Yeah. You, you can like buy a bottle of champagne and then throw it at someone's yeah. head. Yes. Did you do and that? I, I did some stuff like that. But again, because of the, sort of the community aspect of it, that's rude. Like it's oh, really? rude to to mess with people. I was firing flare guns into people's faces when we were playing <laughs> with those guys. So I guess I'm not the most well-liked person there. Yeah. Yeah, and like I definitely had a guy like get irritated with me because of like stuff. It was it was just sort of weird. And then also kind of like real life, the lower stakes games are just full of a bunch of monkeys just all <laughs> playing with all the toys the whole time. And then when you move up in stakes, so I played at like the highest stakes table, everyone's taking the game like pretty seriously. Like yeah, I, mean I needled a dude about whining and he's like, he's like, Really, bro? Really? You're gonna start with me in a in a But in I don't think that's table? exclusive to VR. I think that I mean bear in mind there's a huge section of the world, you know, most states in the US that can't play real money poker. And the moment that play money poker had a cash value, in other words, you could actually spend money on the chips. Yeah. People did start taking it seriously because as far as they're concerned, even though they can't cash out, they've got money invested in the game and they're going to play it seriously. And the higher up the stakes you go, the better people are and the more seriously they take it. Right. And I think that the VR aspect only adds to that as well. It feels more real. You're peeling your cards back. You're pitching them into the muck uh, when it's time to fold. It's not simply playing online poker in 3d like it really does feel close to a real game especially with all the interaction so did you win crucially because your ambition here was to crush the vrpt and become the first poker stars vr ambassador right so the way that they i'll take that as a no <laughs> okay it is a no uh, it well you. depends i won in cash uh but i lost in the tournaments the tournaments were hard uh there were shootouts uh, at the moment, the the multi-table, the MTT software in there doesn't really work the way they want it to. So they were running it as uh, as shootout tournaments. So I did not win either of my tables. I played the main event on Saturday, the high roller on Sunday. I did not win either table. Um, you know, they, they play like, you know, turbo sit and goes, which isn't exactly my specialty, uh, although neither is uh, well-structured MTT. So I'm not really sure what I'm talking about here. But... Uh, I did go and play cash games both times after bossing out, and I managed to be profitable uh, overall in the cash games, yes. Profitable in terms of play money chips. Now, I did have one uh, unfortunate incident. First of all, in the toys, there's uh, you can get the a rounder's uh, uh, prop. It's the Teddy KGB cookie rack that says oh, cool. don't touch. You can actually like put that out on the table. Oh, that's nice. they got um, stuff like that in there. I like references like that. Now, James, I did, while playing VR this weekend, I did make a woman cry. Oh, God. Do we want to hear this? Oh, that's, that's, so it's, it's really like real life, then. It's just <laughs> like real life. It is, it is 
virtually reality. I was actually just I was actually going to have to check. Are we still talking about Pokestars VR or is this a story apropos of nothing? <laughs> no, this was in VR and okay. what happened was uh, I was we, we were playing in the high roller and um, a woman I was playing against led into me the pre-flop razor when she was first to act and I said, "Oh boy, look at this look at this donk bet here." And then the woman uh, who was sort of guiding me through things was sitting in between us. And she was like, yeah, you'll see a lot of donk betting uh, in, in this game. And I was like, okay. And the woman's name was, was Poplar. And so I was like, Poplar, more like Donkler. And we just sort of went on from the hand and nothing happened. And then like about a half hour goes by and the, the woman, her name's Growler, uh, the other woman who had been uh, helping me through things. She's like, Poplar, why aren't you? Why haven't you been saying much? You're usually very talkative. And she's like, I've been muted. I didn't understand why you and Joe were ganging up on me, calling me a donk. And I was like, Oh no, 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 no! I didn't, I didn't. And so the backtracking begins. <laughs> well, it's not even backtracking. I was like, it's called a donk bet. It's not an insult. That's just what the name of it is. I was like, if you'd been three betting, and I was like, more like three bettler. <laughs> and oh no! You see, that's what I mean. You're just digging yourself into a hole now. Trying to bring strategy I into the conversation is not going to help. You're absolutely right that it, the more I tried to explain it, the more awkward it got. But eventually, we apologized. We came to an understanding. We we we. I did eventually get across the fact that a donk bet is not saying you're a donkey. It's just what it's yeah. called. And James, we need to rename the donk bet. <laughs> Yeah, well, most people just call it a lead now, which is a slightly less derogatory term for the move. All right, Leadler, I apologize. Take this basket of apology kittens. <laughs> yeah, something tells me that's not going to fly, and I have a horrible feeling that your chances of being made the Pokestars VR ambassador are slim to fucking none. What? What an ambassador. Let's talk to a genuine ambassador. Lexington Veldhouse. First of all, let's let's recap what happened at Lex Live One. I joked about the fact that you know it wasn't on everyone's radar, but I know a lot of people did make the trip, right, Tinamur? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we have people from Lithuania, Minnesota, San Diego, so it's you know people people definitely travel for it. And um, the first one was a little bit um, last minute in terms of approach because uh, at first we thought we we're going to have it in December, then in February, and then it, uh, the location fell through, and then it happened, and then you know so. I think it's also like a learning process for venues to realize that this is a, a really big thing, like Twitch yeah. and the communities and people wanting to meet each other. And um, so there was a lesson in there, I guess. Uh, they just thought, okay, so this is going to be just like a few YouTubers having a beer or something. That's the way <laughs> they kept kind of like talking about it. Like a meetup game, Yeah. Right? And then, um, then I, I don't know, I get uh, kind of like this proud feeling like, oh, if you don't get it and you don't want get to get on board, then then we're not going to do it here. You know, we're still doing you a favor also by uh, by coming there, etc. But um, they got it and uh, we had the location. We only had three or four weeks to uh, to announce. So for a lot of people, that was a little bit too last minute. But still, um, you see, it's weird. I, like, I don't even want to, I was going to say the main event had over a thousand runners, but that's not what quantifies the success of the event. In the end, there were a lot of people from everywhere in the world that got together, uh, had beers for uh, five days, straight pretty much um and uh, just hung out and got to know each other and i think that um with lex life one happening 
the atmosphere and the community in the channel afterwards, you can definitely tell that it's tighter. And I think that it's going to get tighter and tighter and more people will see uh, how nice it is and what like a comfortable group of people it is really. And uh, what a fun way to experience poker. So after the first event, was it a definite right? Next time we have to do this in a bigger city, we have lessons to learn. Yeah, yeah. So um, I thought... I was kind of looking at it as if it was like a, a LAN party, right? I want people to be able to plane train automobile to it. So um, on mainland Europe, it seemed like a good choice, but then, you know, it provides all these other difficulties. Even some people from Holland would take longer to get to Namur than they would to London, for instance. Um, another thing that was a, uh, a big thing, because we just asked for uh, feedback from, you know, all the community members and kind of ranked it and see what came back the most. And one thing that came back is that sometimes, you know, p people felt isolated a little bit playing at the table because uh, French was the main language and there was a lot of regulars there. And that kind of made it so if you play a tournament and there's seven French speaking people at the table, then you kind of feel I'm in a community event, but I'm not talking to anybody. Yeah. Um, they also ran out of beer. Uh, what? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, that was in very Belgium? impressive. Yes, we made Belgium run out of beer. So then I was like, well, if we need to be able to talk to people and they need to have enough beer, we need to go to the UK. Um, <laughs> you know, as long as we get in before October the 31st, it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. So Now, were, did numbers suffer at all from people knowing ahead of time that Spraggy was going to be in London? or? Yeah, we tried to keep it a secret, but he does occasionally stream. So uh, it's uh, hard to control that, man. But... Um, yeah, so, you know, then uh, Melanie, with who I work a lot uh, on this project, um, immediately uh, uh, mentioned uh, Aspers here in Stratford as a, as a location. And it was it was a home run, like pretty much from the first meeting we had. They said, OK, we can set up main event tables here that will increase our daily cap to so and so. And I said, no, I don't want that because that means there's less space for people to hang out and drink together. Yeah. And he's like, okay, so you prefer that over numbers. I was like, that's the only thing that really matters to me. And then he immediately switched around and then he said, okay, I, I think this is the future of live events. We can also do this and we could do a welcome party there and we could put a screen with football on there. And I was like, wow, this, you know, they really, really get it here. So it was, yeah, very easy uh, match. That actually says a lot about it too, because, you know, obviously the more tables that are running, the better it is for them. So for them to sort of understand your vision and what uh, this is all about, that I actually, uh, you know, that's commendable on their part. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, I mean, John Scanlon is old school in the poker world too, and I kind of try to explain it to him. If you look at it, uh, if you look at it from, uh, let's say, the early EPTs, uh, everybody that made day two would just sit at the bar and kind of have a beer and a drink afterwards, and that just doesn't really happen that often anymore. It's it's different, you know. Like poker is more like smaller groups. People are a little bit more serious sometimes, and um, I, I think that. You know, this is more about community and actually hanging out and just uh, enjoying it. Joe, you're going to be so disappointed to hear that you, you you got your dig in about Spraggy literally 30 seconds before he walked into the room. Uh, your no, timing that was way. just I, I out. I prefer to talk shit behind his back, honestly. Um, in terms of, of location, I mean, the, the venue speaks for itself. And obviously a, a, a nice, modern, spacious casino with, with, with loads of facilities and and opportunities to have other activities beyond the actual poker but joe i don't think you've ever, i don't know if you ever went to aspers while you're in london but in stratford you're in the westfield shopping center so you've got loads of other stuff around it's right by is the there Olympic a tgi Park. fridays there that would really be the cherry on top oh man i uh, wow i did not realize there was still that much enthusiasm <laughs> and excitement about that great late Jack 80s Daniel early Sampler 90s trio chain. for life y'all <laughs> 
we have got the um, the Olympic Park is just opposite, of course, because this is where the Olympics were uh, in 2012. But what have you got lined up? What like what's happened so far, and what's still to come? Uh, so we wanted to kind of because it's also a lot for people, right? Like you you get there, you meet a lot of people, and even though talking to tons of different people every day is very fun, it's also exhausting in a way because. You know, you get asked all these questions, you ask uh, people all these questions and you go play sit and go and then you play live poker for the first time and then you hang out and you go to bed. I was going to say at three, but most people go to bed at seven, apparently. Um, And then, you know, it kind of wears you down. So we wanted to really make sure that people could just have kind of like an easing in for the first few days, uh, that there wasn't too much scheduled because then it's just kind of, you know, over, uh, you just get overworked, really. Um, so it's been a lot of community sitting goes, people playing side events, hanging out. Um, now that we're in like a better uh, location too, you see that people kind of sometimes go outside to um, just get you know some fresh air or uh, a change of pace. And tonight we're gonna start things off more officially, I guess in a way, because there's gonna be a welcome party um, here in the casino. So uh, people can just, uh, I think it's a very easy way for people to. Uh, kind of walk up to 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 streamers or other persons and just uh, start a conversation because they it's kind of you know you know everybody's there for that event as well yeah i guess it's a big ask to expect everyone to be able to come from like friday through to the following sunday so exactly, you can have people yeah. coming in later in the week yeah exactly so that's a, yeah that's a good point because i also you know a lot of people have to pick one or two uh one of the weekends and you know with with getting time off work or because they have a family or whatever reason so um i knew that the people that get here from the start also just wanted to hang out and we're just like we're here for for the whole thing so i didn't want to plan like too many of the the real activities uh, so that people you know were kind of missing out on a lot of it if they only came the second week now i know you said that the the main event field is not really a metric of overall success but i mean hasn't this thing got like 28 starting flights yeah it does but that's also so in the last few days in the more it was really crazy the last few days uh, of the main event of day ones and it got really hectic and people were in line and so we didn't expect a whole lot of people to play the flights in the first weekend but it's also like if you're local and uh you want to just play the main because you can play the next weekend anyway just do it now because you don't have to deal with you know mayhem and all that stuff so it was just, you know, it's just a, a thing to make it a little bit less hectic at the end. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I just want to give people a chance to play at least. It's not to, yeah. like, set records, but it's to for people to really pick, like, that's a good day. Especially with community activities being there. You know, like, tomorrow on Thursday nights, we're going to do uh, beer pong and table tennis. And I've rented out an area and uh, in a bar where we can do all that. And it's going to be food and that sort of thing. If people are like, well... I just really can't be bothered with that right now. Then play the main event, right? If you if you want to be there for the welcome party or if you don't want to be the welcome party, play the beer pong, then play on Wednesday. So people can kind of scope out when they want to play and, uh, and kind of move move along the activities that way. Yeah. Um, as far as the uh, main event is concerned, obviously people who couldn't make it here to London will be able to watch the, the ending of it, I guess, because you've got a three-day live stream as well. Yes, we're going to do a three-day live stream. So uh, we're going to kick things off with something really exciting. We did a... Streamer showdown online, uh, uh, from which uh, six people qualified that won a package to Lex Live and are going to be playing for a platinum pass. So that'll wow. be Whoa. really good. Yeah, uh, that's going to be pretty hype. So we can all watch that on Friday. Um, that's going to be kicking off at 1:30 p.m. Uh, here's, here so when local. you call it a streamer showdown, does that mean that each t- player at the table is affiliated to a different streamer? Um, no, I believe they were all. 
Oh man, I hate to say this, but I think was this the one the Spraggy one? Yes, it's the one I want. Okay. Okay. Yes, yes. All right, so this is that one, that Spraggy one. Um, you can see how it's so fresh in his mind. It's not like he could confuse it with other things he had won. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, man doesn't win a lot, but um, he definitely wins somebody knowing things. But you know, <laughs> um, yeah. So the people that actually backed him for whatever reason uh, got here. So I'm pretty sure they're all shit. But if you want, <laughs> if you want like if you think if you if you want to back Sprague, then so if you tune into the live stream and the standard of players are polling, it's all Spraggy's fault. Exactly. Yeah. Play. So if you want to see some uh, a lot of. Uh, huh? dunk bets and whatever uh, happened now but that'll be really exciting i think that what we saw in barcelona that was really great when we saw that sit and go and um with the chase your dream and standing there and seeing you you, you can feel the tension right when people play for a pass and i think that's going to be really cool to watch as well because it's going to be right in front of us the the feature table is going to be set up right near the lounge area where everybody's having beers and stuff so i mean with reference that we got spraggy in the room and uh, it's worth pointing out that there are so many PokerStars ambassadors and streamers at Lex Live 2, some of the biggest pros in the world, and Chris Moneymaker are coming to this event. Um, was Is this a kind of like, I just want all my friends to be here, or is this a tactical, fuck you, I'm not streaming for 10 days, but none of you are going to steal my crown. I'm uh, the General Zod of Twitch. You kneel before me, bitches. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, it's actually... Um the, uh, like I don't I don't want to sound weird about it with firing shots or something, because that that's not what I mean. It's... I want the event to be something where people see some of the content and think, oh, I would really like to go through that. So I very rarely approach anybody from, hey, you know, what happens with events? Hey, I have an event. If you want to come, you know, blah, blah, we can whatever like that. That's not really happening. You know, I know that uh, James, Ava, Nick, uh, GJ, Reggie, Byface, Pleb Method, those are all people that uh, that signed with stars and that are a big part of the Twitch community. You know, they all have strong communities and they all wanted to come here. So that's like, oh, yeah, cool. Let's make it work. Let's see it and meet everybody. And, you know, you can tell like everybody's part of the crowd and they're all hanging around. And it's, it's not a it's not a, oh, you know, please come to my event. It's it's very natural. I think the team is in a really good spot, too, where everybody just talks to each other in a very friendly way where it's just like, oh, you want to hang out, come have a beer? Yeah, yeah, of course, man. Anytime. It's, you know, like the way I've talked to like Finton, Spraggy and Arlie about it, too. And, you know, Chris is also just like, oh, having a fan. He's like, oh, cool, man. That sounds really cool. Oh, you should come. Okay. All right. You know, it's it's it, it, that's the way it goes. And that's the way I want it to be. And I, I don't think I'll ever try to convince people to come because, you know, it, if you want to see it, it's out there constantly and people on Twitch in whatever channel are having a great time and it's a real thing and people are posting about it on social. So if it's, if, if it's, you know, if it appeals to you, then come and hang out. Okay. Well, two serious questions though. Is anyone actually streaming poker on Twitch right now? Am I going to have to watch the big game on run it up 24 seven again? Ah. What, what is the, what, no, 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 nobody's streaming. <laughs> Guys, I gotta go. I'm not I, gonna plug some other fucking channel while I'm here. Please. I yeah. can really build an audience while Lex is off to war. Yeah. I can really have sex with his wife while he's gone, aka build my Twitch poker wow. audience. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move to Vancouver. But you're forgetting one thing, Joseph. Not only are all the streamers in London not streaming, all their audience is in London, uh, not yeah. watching. Yeah. Okay, That's cool. True. I'm going to go back and watch some more Succession then. Okay, genuine serious question. Uh, did you follow the debate that Doug Polk and Jamie Staples had recently? Uh, yes, I did. Um, there are things that... So they said a few things that streaming is not sustainable. 
I agree to that in a certain sense. I think there's different ways you can do it. Um, I And then Jamie said he thought that the average lifespan of a streamer, like that, that's something that's talked about a lot, like yeah. with YouTubers and stuff. I don't think that it's... Uh, it's a hard question to answer because I feel like if, when I think to myself, well, I'm going to be streaming for four years, and I think that's definitely true, but I don't think you can be streaming for 15 years. It's too intense. Um, it's also just an interesting debate because Doug doesn't stream anymore, and Jamie has had also like time off and do, did bets and stuff, so... Um, yeah. Okay, here's, 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 here's my key question then. One of the things that Doug said, which I thought was very interesting, he's basically saying in any given game, in any given category on Twitch, there's normally one guy who's on the throne. So you looked at like Ninja on Fortnite before he ran off to Mixer. You look at poker and, you know, obviously you're number one in that category. Oh, yeah. And there's only room for number for, for really one person to dominate any one game. But the pressure on that person to hold on to that position and to be there every day playing at the top level, holding on to that audience, holding on to that, that subscription base is in itself a pressure that just means that they inevitably can't remain king. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's very interesting because this premise is also saying that um, you cannot become number one if there is a number one. That, when I hear that, I, I think that's so ridiculous and you know, not like to toot my own horn or whatever, but when I started streaming, yeah, Jamie, Doug, uh parker uh you know everybody jason like everybody was streaming everybody's doing it i think it's just i think it's also the reason why you do it if you stream because you want to become number one then i don't think you're gonna become number one and i think that's 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 what i get from like the conversation with jamie and doug it's like i think there's a big difference between streaming because you have an end goal or if you have a business incentive, or if you have a training course, or if you want to talk about something, or if you just make some fucking content and you, if people watch it, they watch it, and if they don't, they don't. And I think that's one Agreed. of the key differences that they don't talk about. And whenever I see people on Twitter discussing like the metrics of, oh, we're gonna be streaming, we're gonna be making content, and uh, I think that it's gonna work because of this, and oh, look at this marketing that they talk about. Like the people that wanna stream are fucking streaming, and the people that try are trying to figure out why you couldn't get to number one are talking about it. Yeah. And I think that's like a key difference for me. And that's why like when people say, why didn't you guys ever join a debate or you were Sprague or whatever? Because we're busy streaming and having fun making content. And, you know, that sounds that that may sound holier than thou, but that's really what it comes down to, in my opinion. So if you want to make content, I've said on my stream when I had 400 viewers, if we can keep it the way this is. If I know I'll never grow from this point, I'll be very content with what we're doing every day and how much fun we're having. You know, if you start thinking about what can I change in my messaging to uh, to to become number one, okay, so now you're going to start acting. You know, and 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 I think that if you if you talk about streaming not being sustainable, if your intention is not to just create content and have fun with people and bring people together, and if you're just altering things of your personality or your natural way of living or behaving that's when streaming is going to burn you out because like nobody can act for 10 hours a day on no. camera and that's i think that most people that have um issues with motivation or drive for streaming are doing too much that and falling for that trap but well they're just forcing it right those people that are that are becoming that exhausted with it are people that maybe just shouldn't be doing it or at least doing it the way that they're trying to i think you know now that people have seen success on twitch they've decided like oh instead of saying this is something that i 
would love to do. Oh my God, I love doing this. They're thinking, oh, this is something I probably could do, which I think is two different things. And I also think that I don't know if it's endemic only to the poker industry or because it's the only industry I'm in, but we often see people who are, who are successful at whatever they do in poker for one reason or another and think that they completely understand that success having been something that they themselves willed and had control of every portion of it and then can apply that advice to other people. I think that there's a certain amount of ego involved with saying, here's how Twitch works and here's why it doesn't work because I don't think people really understand that. They're just basing the fact that they were successful at it and equating that with thinking that they are experts at it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But do you genuinely approach it with enthusiasm and enjoyment 100% of the time? Or are there days when you just feel, I'm having to go through the motions because I need to be on air today? Um, I will say that there's days where I don't feel like playing poker, but I genuinely uh, never think, oh, I can't believe I have to stream today. I just never think that. But on the days when you don't feel like playing poker, do you feel that affects your game? Are you able to, you know, put in... Mm, no, I think... Wait, I, you're saying his game is sometimes worse than it usually is? No. <laughs> of course not. And No, but it's... Uh, you know, there's also like pride in competition. So once you start playing, you might as well do it as good as you can. And your audience holds you accountable as well. If I just sit there, I'm like, ugh. You know, I, then I also don't really appreciate the position that I'm in. And some days you'll play worse, but that's fine. You know, like yeah. some days you feel worse and some days you just don't perform as well. But I mean, it, there's so many times like that or during WCOOP when I was like, okay... Let's turn the stream on and we'll get it going and, and then we'll take it from there. And, you know, of course, there's days when I, or when I feel super tired or when the act of streaming is just tiring because you're tired, right? Because it's still like you you have to perform in a way or you have to do your job. But, um, yeah, I, I, if I don't enjoy it, I'll just quit, honestly. Now, we advertised, Lex, for a super fan who could come on this show and answer questions about your good self, someone who knows you back-to-back. -back. Before we introduce her, what can you tell us about this week's Superfan? Um, I would say that Anti-Moon, Sana has... Uh, she. We did a pub quiz in uh, in Namur at Lex Live 1, and she aced it. Like She knew, knew the most obscure dates. There were, you know, really... There were really simple questions, like, you know, uh, if Mia Sprague is better at Dota, so, you know, that's obviously, like, a pretty easy score... Uh, for everybody but there were also uh you know tougher ones with very specific dates what, like uh, what happened on the 24th of december 2017 you know that sort of thing you know or so she it was knew. christmas eve congrats i think i know the answer to that one <laughs> um so <laughs> all right well played um <laughs> so you know there were there were lots of things like that and she's just um I don't know. I, to me, she's one of the people that really represents what the community is about. Always has an ear for everyone. Comes in, uh, you know. It's 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 yeah. It's just very nice. So I think she's very important, and uh, it showcases. Uh, it's a good example of what people can be. Okay, well, let's give her the chance to win some prizes. One of them loves the EPT, knows it inside out, and would do anything for the European Poker Tour. The other one is Joe Stapleton. It's Superfan versus Stapes. Sana, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. And Happy uh, to be here. I'll let you pronounce your name yourself and not allow Joe to, to butcher it another time. <laughs> your last name was? Bombik. Bombik. But Anti-Moon is kind of how you're yeah. better known? Yeah. The Switch community knows me as Anti-Moon. Is there an Uncle Moon? <laughs> no, there is not. <laughs> 
I I, 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 I apologize. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, this, this is what I do for a living now. I just, just apologize for the, for the bearded American. Um, so you send are, her some apology kittens right now. Oh my god! Twice in one show. <laughs> so how long have you been a follower slash fan of Lex um, I think almost three years now. I've been a sub for more than two. Uh, and I, I think uh, me and my husband were subs before Lex got his 500 subs. Yeah. So that's been quite a while. Wow. <laughs> so that's your, you're one of the originals. Yeah. The, um, what drew you to Lex on Twitch? Um, well, again, it's my husband's fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I work um, really inconsistent hours and a lot when I got home oh, from so work. Oh, so Lex. Yeah, <laughs> a lot when I got home from work, um, my husband was watching uh, Lex on Twitch and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? You're watching another guy play poker? <laughs> but he drew me in and I'm still sucking around, so. I mean, <laughs> were you a, a poker fan, viewer, player before? No, no none. Okay, none of, so, none of the above. so you've been converted by this yeah. man? Yeah. And how much poker do you actually get to play now? Uh, I don't play a lot. I play purely recreational and I... Online, I only play the next live satellites. <laughs> <laughs> and then if PokerStars give me, gives me tickets, then I play those. <laughs> well, there are, po- there, are, there are PokerStars people in the room, so I'm sure they can sort you out. In fact, that's what we're going to try and do today. Going to try and give you the chance to win an EPT Prague satellite ticket. Oh, wow. I should have brought, brought the PokerStars merch with me. It would have been very easy to do, but I stupidly left it back in the office. But we've got some other bits and pieces we're going to get you as well. Um, you said you work at regular hours. Yeah. What do you do? I'm an emergency room nurse. Oh, wow. So Wow, hold on. Here we go. Ah, <laughs> uh, come on. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, because you, you're actually, the rest of us are just kind of putting shit out on the internet. You're actually <laughs> literally saving lives. You I are try to, I try generally to. making a difference in society. Oh, James, I'm saving lives with my Twitter, which you can't really put a, put a number <laughs> on. Yeah, Joe, I'm, I'm really disappointed because I followed you on Twitter also this week and you didn't <laughs> mention me. <laughs> That's disappointing. I, I don't. Um, I don't single out the women anymore. I've been told I can't do that. I'm really just supposed to treat you like regular people. I mean, so. the, the legal paperwork was very binding on that issue. <laughs> um, so the format of this quiz, Joseph, is that Lex has constructed um, ten wow. facts, or are they, about his life? Because some are true facts and some are hashtag fun facts. Wait, is this my game bluff or value bet from last week? Oh no! I've I've ripped off a a Joe Stapleton format that Joe Stapleton ripped off from one of the oldest existing games. Uh, yes, the 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 simple mechanic is you have to guess if Lex is telling the truth or not. If it is a hashtag fun fact or hashtag fake fact. So the way it's going to work is Lex is going to read out a statement. Joe, using Skype chat, you are going to type true or false. And Sana is then going to say true or false, and I'm going to keep score. Except I would do if I remember to bring a pen. Does anyone in the venue have a pen? These kids haven't seen a pen in 10 years, James. Thank you, Abe. That's very kind of you. Okay, so we have Joe, and we have Sana. Um, and I will keep score. And I've got a tiebreaker, by the way, Lex, just in case. Right, I've nice. got my own little Lex Velvet. Nice, nice, nice. Fact. Okay, so here comes question number one, or statement number one. All right. As soon as I started going gray, I dyed my hair to go fully for the George Clooney look. So, Lex claims he dyed his hair gray after starting to go gray. Is that true or false? Joe, type your answer, please. Okay, typing. 
This typing is going to make for great radio. <laughs> and what do you believe, Sonna? Is that true it's or false? false. Joe, I, I did, however. <laughs> <laughs> Colored my hair green. <laughs> Joe says it's false as well. That's one point apiece. All right. Ha hashtag fake fact. Lex would never be so vain no, he as would. to die. His, not yet, at least. <laughs> not the Lex I know. No, don't worry. There's no escaping now. Aging like fine wine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a command in the channel. Um, all right. Next one. My parents confiscated my bank accounts and all my bank passes once because I degent all of my savings and money on Magic the, Magic the Gathering packs. Joe, is that a hashtag fun fact or a hashtag fake fact? Joe has answered. Do you think that's true or false? I don't think. I think it's false. Sana says false. Joe says true. It is true. Oh, oh and Joe takes. You know why, Lex? Because I lead. did the same thing. I sold my <laughs> bicycle. So, but I was playing the. Remember the Star Wars CCG? Yeah, yeah. I sold my bicycle to buy a, a box of unopened packs of the yeah. Star Wars customizable card game, which, by the way, these days is worth zero. Yes, I feel your pain. I remember the story that you sold that your dad once said, "Look at that car. Don't you want to be able to buy that car?" Yeah, that's a much better story. <laughs> me and my parents had. But, uh, <laughs> I knew that one. Yeah, no, no, they uh, they were uh, they were pissed. I lived on I lived on like they gave me money for food for like six months straight. They had they confiscated everything and they would just give me weekly allowance and stuff. And they like and I had to I had to move up to monthly allowance. It's very bad. Yeah. Okay. My dad only gave me a daily stomach punch. <laughs> so many issues. All right. So ripe for therapy. Question right. number three or statement number three rather. I was once ranked top 50 in the world in StarCraft, and I lived in Korea for a brief period of time. Joe, type your answer. True or false? False, I guess, but... Joe says it's false as well. These are not Twitch poker facts. Yes, uh, <laughs> it is false. I was way too shit for that. Uh, <laughs> actually, it's, it's kind of sad because I would practice with Elki, and he would play his strategies against people that were like top level, like Secret. And then right before he went into his pro game, he needed confidence matches and he would play against people that he was kind of sure to beat, but could still give him like opposition. And so I was one of those. I was a, I was a fluffy. You were, you were cannon fodder for Elgi. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, Joe. Uh, how, how funny that turned out, huh? Uh, by the way, for the first <laughs> time ever in this competition, you are batting 100. You are, you are three for three, Joe. I know my Lex. Okay, fact number four, please. Uh, fact number four, my fiance Mirta and I were high school sweethearts. Joe, true or false? Type it. Joe has typed. It's Son? true, it's true. Sana says it's true, Joe says it's false. Bang, it's true. It's true, and that ties the game, three points each. <laughs> it's almost exciting. Number five, please. I once had trials to play for Ajax when I was nine years old. The wheels are coming off, I think. Okay, Joe has responded. False. Sana says false. Joe says false. It is false. It is false. I wish. I wish. Uh, Sorry, how many old. people get trials at nine years old? Actually, I mean, Holland is not that big. Uh, I, I would say that from, from my school year, I think five people got it from my school. At nine? I mean, trials, you know, like if, if there's like 300 people and they're all do like little things on the field and then five can invite it, you know, you can go through. No wonder they never win if there's a bunch of nine year olds on the team. <sighs> can we please have fact number six, please? Yes. Um, my favorite streamer is Spraggy. Oh, God. 
Oh my god, this is so hard. No, I know who your favorite streamer is, actually. Okay, well, Joe's... Poker streamer or streamer? Streamer. Well, Joe's kind of played his hand there, and uh, what do you think? It's false. It's the Dota guy. George. It's, yeah. yeah, Cork, yeah. Cork, it's false. Yeah. He's in the like room, that. Lex. He's in the room. <laughs> I mean, he's nobody's favorite streamer here, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, four points each with um, still four questions to go. Number uh, seven. Yes. I once had to pee under my desk during a very intense heads up. Ooh. Joe is typing. Joe has responded. I can imagine that to be true. <laughs> Both Joe and Sana think that's true. It is true. Oh, <laughs> fucking grotesque. Nice work, <laughs> Antonio. You? No, I had. Yeah, I had. Uh, I had one time. Uh, okay, one time I won't tell you about. I guess, but the other time, <laughs> I had to do it in a shopping bag once. So. Oh. <laughs> They have holes in, Lex. Yeah, but it's fine. Like, you can just... It's, no, it's very not relaxing. Fine. It, it you don't leaks. have to aim. You can just let it go. That's I, a tip for you all out there. No, that's not there's, a tip. There's so many people think to themselves, oh, wow. I once suggested the, a peeing bag, buddy. He, he didn't go for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I, I've done the same thing, but I'm trying to save the planet, so I pee into a reusable bag. Ah, like a nice and paper one that doesn't... Uh, yeah, a paper bag. Well, we're now getting into the realm of, uh, of, of overshare. Let's get to fact number eight. All right. Me and Fatima Morera de Melo met because Fatima was bragging so much and had such a big mouth about her poker skills, a friend of hers called me to come over to tone her down. <laughs> <laughs> Joe has responded. Sana, is that true or false? I'm, I'm, I don't... I think it's false. Sana says false. Joe says true. It is true. It is true. Yeah. And Joe takes a one-point advantage with they, two questions to go. See, unfortunately a... for Sana, you had to know both Fatima and Lex for that question. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that story checks out. Yeah. No, she. Uh, they were playing a uh, like a 40 euro buy-in uh, home game, and she was bragging so much, and she had like 10 wins in a row. And then her friend called me and was like, you need to tone her down. And then the game kind of blew up because they were all they used like betting patterns where they would go like one, two, and a four euros on the river, and then I, you know, started doing two six twenty. So the game kind of blew up. <laughs> what a dick! And then uh, and then Fatima and then Fatima lost a thousand euros, and she was just sitting there. She looked like you know she she was traumatized. So Lex was drafted in to ruin the game. It did stop playing after two months. So they <laughs> they, they had the game for eight years already. So okay, penultimate penultimate question, fact number nine. Uh, Chris Moneymaker is an asshole. <laughs> uh, Joe has responded. He looks like a really nice guy, so I'm going to say false. <laughs> uh, Joe says true. It is true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Can't lie on a quiz. That, 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 that is true. Uh, final fact, please, Lex. I almost got fired from Team Pro for being chat banned too often. Joe has responded. That's probably true. <laughs> Joe thinks it's true as well. It is false. It is false. Ah. I did. Uh, I got. Uh, I've had some uh, pretty stern warnings, <laughs> and with the chat logs, and I've had a question once. Uh, they said you did this. I told them there's no way you typed this. Is this true? And I was like, it's definitely true. <laughs> but, wow. Uh, I know. I've been. Uh, I've definitely been chat banned, 
a few times where I was like, um, I'm actually a pro, so could you unban me? But, <laughs> but here is uh, a uh, here is a true fact. I learned what the phrase "die in a grease fire" is because of Lex <laughs> in chat. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of them for sure. Uh, so my tiebreaker was going to be the first time, the first year that Lex Veldhaus guested on an EPT live stream as a commentator, and it would have been whoever got closest to it. Do you happen to remember, Lex? James, what I'll, here's what I'm willing to do, James. I'm willing to go double or... I'm ahead right now, right? Yep. I'll go double or nothing on the tiebreaker. Oh. Okay, all right. Double or nothing on the tiebreaker. So, Joe, you type a year. If, if Santa agrees to it. Yeah, sure. But the, Santa's got nothing to lose. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you type a year, Joe, that you think when Lex first appeared on an EPT live stream as a guest commentator. And is that English or Dutch? English. English. Joe, are you still with us? Yeah, I got to get the chat window back up. Sorry. Here we go. Got it. What okay. year was it? Okay. So I'll tell you that Joe has gone 2011. So you can take the over or you can take the under. Over. You can take the over or you can take, take the, the under. under. <laughs> Congratulations. You are 100% right in taking the under. The actual the actual answer was 2009 and I'm going to tell you the the story behind it. It was Oh my in, god, that's the same year I invented all it takes is a chip and a chair. It was in 2009 in San Remo and it was the final table where there was a player called Alex Fitzgerald, you might know him, Assassinato, who had been putting on a clinic and was very entertaining, was then eliminated, and the producer, Nick Walthorn, I thought he said, do you want Alex as a guest? And we thought we would get Alex Fitzgerald, and they brought this guy, and we're like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> nice, so, classy. But it was it was the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Um, Sonic, congratulations. Due to that double or nothing, no help required final round, you have won the game. That means we are going to give you a 55 euro EPT Prague satellite ticket. Plus, we're going to give you some PokerStars merch as well. Thank you for being awesome. a good sport and coming on Thank the show. You. Thank you. All right, my babies, we're almost out of time for this week's show. Coming up next week, the full recap from Lex Live. We'll be having a special guest on, not Lex Live related, but we've been trying to get her for a while. Jamie Kerstetter will be on the show. The super fan, Natasha Kendall. The subject, Roadhouse. Yeah, most people's superfan subjects tend to be movies. And actually, in a few weeks' time, uh, we're going to do one of our movie Mondays on a Wednesday. We're going to do a double bill. We're going to review two films with a vague poker connection, Cool Hand Luke and House of Games. And we are looking for someone to be our super fan. So if you want to pick one of those motion pictures, just one, not both, uh, hit us up. Hashtag poker in the ears on Twitter. Now, James, I, I don't know. I'm not promising anything, but I was told by Growler and PokerStars VR that the PokerStars VR community gets together and watches movies. Oh. So maybe, maybe one day we could do our poker movie Monday on a Wednesday and have the showing happen in VR and watch it with some of our VR community because they're also fans of the show. That sounds suitably weird. I'm in. Um, Let's do it. <laughs> by the way, I can't give any details right now and I can't make any promises, but... I am working on something pretty exciting that will be exclusive to people who've appeared on the podcast as superfans. There are at least two of them in the room right now who would be eligible. 
Um, so, yes, more details on that to follow. I'm basically just trying to provide an even bigger incentive for people to volunteer to come on the show. Excellent. So get your applications in. Use that hashtag poker in the ears. Subscribe, like, comment. Let everyone know how much you enjoyed having Lex on the show so we can get him again in a few months' time. <laughs> for now. I've enjoyed it, Lex. Thank you very much for giving us your time. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. It was great. That is all the time we've got for this week's show. For James Hardigan and Lex Veldhaus, I am Joe Stapleton. Smell you later. Would have been great to get that applause while we were recording. 